Hello, and welcome to another special edition of Popcorn for Breakfast here on a Monday night, live on the stream. Or maybe it's not live on the stream. If Maybe it's not Monday night. You know how this goes. Uh, thank you so much for joining us with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host, Cam, and it is Monday night, which means it's What's Poppin' time. We've gone two weeks without What's Poppin'. It's time to pop, Kirk. It's time to pop. That's right. I feel like screaming from the top of my lungs. I have abandoned my child. It's like it's like holding blood. in a sneeze. That's what it feels Ooh. like. You know, you're well, seeing all this movie news. It's coming through, and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I, I have to talk about it. It's one of those yeah. things. Yeah, I, I, and my sentiment was I'm immediately uncomfortable, and you're right. It's because, like, we need to share these wonderful facts and articles about all of the movies and TV shows right now. Yeah, it's like how sharks need to be always moving. We need to be always, I don't know, talking Talking. about movies, I guess. That's how it feels. That's how it feels. Um, Mm -hmm. Luckily, there's quite a bit to talk about. The the thing is, though, like it's it's definitely a, a case of like volume. There's a lot of volume of news right now but it, a lot of it's just stuff that you look at it and it's like very much a shiny object you know it's like ooh, you know it's not something that it's not something that you're like i need to talk about this for 30 minutes but it's like something I, i'm like hey i look look at this i saw this and you you don't want to let it get by because it's it's like a shiny object but it's uh you know you, you don't have much to say about it but there are some big ones there are some big ones the first one being this so Last week, and then we're not into what's popping yet, so just oh, hold your breath. Even, hold your breath. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, there's I so realized much it sounded like there's it. a prelude, like a prologue yeah. to the what's popping news today? There is. Um, well, last week, the reason we didn't have what's popping is because we had Doctor Strange to talk about. And, and with Doctor Strange, with, with any Marvel movie, comes a burden of talking not only about that movie, but all of the dominoes that have just been sent down the line to be knocked down in the MCU. So like that's that's something we're always going to do. It's fun. I think people like it. I don't know. I, I like it. They love it. And, and yeah, at the very least I like it. I like to talk about every little piece. And we we will have some Doctor Strange stuff at the end, but I will cuz it's spoilery, I will give like major warnings. So we'll talk about everything else first so we, mm-hmm. I can be like it's kind of like being held after class by your teacher, but only this time it's like for for a good reason. Right, uh, you have like, a 45 minute warning starting now. <laughs> no, I will be like, listen, if you haven't seen the movie, get out. I will say that. I will. Not right <laughs> now, though. We have lots to discuss before then. Um, but before we get into what's popping, I want to talk about a lot of different things uh, on the housekeeping side. And I, I hate when people say housekeeping, it's so overused. But I'm saying it because sometimes it's just the only word that works. First of all, if you're not following us on YouTube or subscribing to us on YouTube, do that. All of our, I can officially say, because oh, I've caught up with a giant backlog of, of movie reviews that were sitting on my desk. All of our movie reviews, episodes, everything that we've ever recorded on video is on YouTube. So, uh, or, or possibly, except for TikToks probably, but everything mm-hmm. that we have recorded on video in this setting is on YouTube. You can go see it off. You missed a review, you know, we started doing spoiler-free reviews, and I know I was talking to my dad, your father-in-law. He's usually behind the curve a little bit. He watches the movies, but it, he doesn't watch them first weekend like us. So he has to, like, 
catch up. Like, you know, I was like, Hey dad, the Northman just dropped on VOD. He's like, great. I'll watch it so I can listen to the podcast. So if that's, if that's where you're at, you can go back, catch up on episodes that you missed. If there are like, if you're hearing about movies and you're like, what, when, when did this happen? You can go back and find episodes when we talked about it, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Also little banner around the, around the bottom of the screen right now says to join our discord server. That's where you can join us. There's a whole community in there that's ready to talk about movies. We want to grow that community. We want to be talking about movies all the time. Like we said, it's like holding in a sneeze and we can't talk about these stories. So join our Discord. It's super easy. If you have no idea what Discord is, don't worry about it. Just click the link. It'll be easy. It's free. It's 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 amazing. So you'll enjoy that's it. That's right. Um, and then all of our socials are also down there. So all of those social medias, all of those podcast sites and apps and everything they all have a place where you can like and subscribe and we would be forever grateful if you would do so so now that that's out of the way thank you so much for being here we're going to talk about what's popping we're going to talk about all the news all the news kirk but only if you're so happy by the way i think that uh i looked it up i think instead of housekeeping every time you want to do that segment you should say limpieza interna it's spanish for housekeeping (laughs) What? How does that help? I w- I would prefer not the same word. I want a different. I want a different phrase. It's just like we all go around. You know this. We all go around saying the same ten things, and it just. I get annoyed with myself whenever I catch myself saying those things, and like right. saying, "Let's take care of some housekeeping stuff at the beginning of anything, a meeting, an episode of a podcast, whatever." Is so annoying. I immediately disconnect when someone says housekeeping. Uh, yeah. As a former hotel general manager, every time I Triggered. hear housekeeping, I get sweaty. I trigger I warning. Black out. I black out. So instead, okay, not Spanish. How about Italian? How about facende <laughs> I think you're. I think you're really missing the point, though, Kirk. I think what I'm trying to say is that well, I, I want to wait. Minute. Oh, that was not even. What was that? Cantonese. Oh, in, yeah. There was no way that was close. In, in Italian, and in your your native tongue from high school. Oh, this one might be the word. It's not my native tongue, but sure. Almost, go ahead. It, this is German, but uh-huh. it's only like two syllables. Go ahead. It's H. Run with me. H A U. S H A L T. Assault. Assault. Yeah. I mean. Assault. Yeah, sure. Oh, I think that's a fun one. I think that's a fun one. Okay, I'm going to leave you there because I I feel like I can't engage now. I feel like it's like, you know, whenever you're caught in a loop with your toddler and you're like, they're not yeah. getting it. That's where I'm at with you right now. I mean, we can go Kenyan. <laughs> we can go <laughs> Cambodian. We can, any language that I, I was waiting of, for, the, for, the, for, for the Eastern, like uh, Asian, East Asian type of words oh. but i just because i know that you would smash those pronunciations but false yeah. but thank you <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit in jest all right but let's not do any housekeeping let's do uh let's do what's popping kirk only if you're ready though are you ready um wait what's what's pop, what's what's popping in spanish give me just a moment and i, <laughs> I will absolutely it. not <laughs> i'm popping it up All right, so let's start with something, Kirk. Something epic. Something that happened at the exact same time as Doctor Strange, but we didn't get to talk about it because we didn't talk about anything but Doctor Strange. 
last week. And this is big, Kirk. I mean, this is huge. This is something that has been in the, in the works for 13-plus years. If you don't know by now, you're about to find out. What we're talking about is Avatar. Not the last airbender, though I wish. I really do wish it. Um, we're talking about Avatar, the way of the water. That's what we're talking about. Um, so, I don't know why the trailer's not pulling up. It's playing. It's because it's only in 3D and it will play on no other type of medium. Yeah, that's lame. I think that's what it I is. I was going to say, I was going to say, everybody put your 3D glasses on, but then I got frazzled by the fact that the screen share didn't work. See, I had a whole punchline and everything. What's oh, up man. with that, Kirk? That's lame. Oh, man. Lame sauce. I mean, I, th- I think he's probably locked it down so I think he with, has. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think here's what happened is that this stream is only available up to 1080p or maybe it's it might even be 720p or something like that's that. That's exactly. That's exactly. And James that. Cameron is like absolutely not. <laughs> that is just I'm sorry, that's not happening. He there's some sort of on the back end. I even downloaded it obviously. It's like it's on my desktop, but he's got it the codex in the background there is like uh-uh. Uh-uh, boo boo. This thing needs to be viewed. You are not allowed. In beautiful 8K 3D resolution but here's the thing kirk before we even get into this trailer we're going to talk about it you're going to have no visual aid so you're going totally off the cuff here kirk i apologize okay um, okay but we saw we inadvertently as mentioned on last week's episode we inadvertently saw dr strange in the multiverse of madness in 3d um i was horrified i was absolutely horrified and i tried to get my money back from fandango and it did not go as well as you would think because my receipt did not say 3D and the showtime did not say 3D, but they were like, sorry about you. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what point I was trying to make. Okay, we saw it in 3D. Yes. With our 3D glasses, but Kirk, the trailer for Avatar was not in 3D. Nope. What? <laughs> that doesn't even, that makes no sense. They literally at CinemaCon when they showed this same trailer and some clips from the movie, they gave every single person in attendance 3D glasses. You and I accidentally paid more money for the 3D showing of Doctor Strange, and we don't get to see, like, I I was like, oh, hey, I literally turned to you and said, oh, hey, at least we'll get to see the Avatar trailer in 3D, (laughs) and then we didn't. And then we did the whole, you know, the the glasses are on, the glasses are off. Yeah, we're like, wait a second. Lots of squinting involved. You're like, like wait, 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 wait. It might be. Is it? Are my have my eyes become three D by James Cameron? <laughs> is is that what's next? I mean, what a letdown. I remember seeing three D movies in the height of three D movies, and the trailers were all in three D. Every single one that you saw, but this nothing. And I don't even understand how that's possible. I don't either. If if he would if he would shoot it on anything else, I mean, I fully expected and fully do expect by the time this movie releases when I watched in my living room for it to just happen in my living room like yeah, to yeah. pop out of my television like a hologram I will accept nothing less so to see it in just a standard format I was very shocked very shocked it was it was it was jarring it was jarring okay and and here's the other thing about this trailer now it is a teaser okay I keep calling it a trailer it is a teaser yes um there is almost no spoken dialogue until the very end when Sam Worthington's character says something to to the effect of this family is our fortress 
that type of thing. You know, the type of lines that they put in trailers. The rest of it is just all score and landscape and stuff like that. But like I said, this is 13 years in the making. We've been hearing about Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, Infinity. We've been joking about the fact that it will never come out. Well, it's coming out, Kirk. It's here. We have a trailer. It's supposedly coming out in December, though. I'll, I'll, I, I need to be in the seat before I believe it. Um, I need it to be finished before I believe it. <laughs> yes. Um, what were your thoughts on this trailer, your first, your first take through it? Uh, number one, that it looked just beautiful, but it is completely forgettable. I cannot remember a single thing that happens in it except the blue noses. That's all I remember. And I remember while I was watching it, I was thinking, Sam Worthington is such a better actor now than he was in the first Avatar film. Those are the four, three or four thoughts that I had. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, so here's my thing about this. And... This is what I, I was talking about, I think, probably last year, whenever we started to hear, like, okay, more details are coming uh, about this movie. Like, it's actually, like, this is it, guys. This is it. It's coming. Um, the thing is, when a movie has been in talks for as long as this movie has been in talks, and I, I keep saying 13 years because the original movie came out in 2009, so it hasn't, in reality, they haven't really been saying, like, okay, the sequel's coming out into you know in whatever many years they weren't really talking about the sequel right away okay but it wasn't long after that okay like it was it was they they started talking about it fairly soon after and then we waited and we kept hearing about it and it, and it got to be really weird like like a hilarious joke like are they are they trolling us like what is going on here but when you wait that long and you hear this much and all of the sound bits that um, sound bites that Disney has pumped out into the world and Fox before them uh, about this movie, about like all the you know all the quotes you hear from like Zoe Saldana and the people involved. Like, oh, James Cameron is a genius. He is cooking up something you guys will not believe. The hype could not be higher. And so when the trailer comes out and it looks as gorgeous as this trailer does, um, and it has all of the things that you were wanting to see you're still left underwhelmed, right? Like you, you, yeah. you there's no way to be whelmed <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or specifically overwhelmed because uh, there, there, there's no amount of amazingness that could match the hype because the hype has been building and building and building and building. And so you're like, you know, when I, I've gone back and watched it a few times and every time I'm like, wow, it looks so great because James Cameron is a genius and he does he does really cool stuff and he does a really good job you know people see this and they just think oh the CGI the CGI the CGI but but the thing that actually makes it is the practical which is in there it's it's woven in there the makeup and the actual textures and stuff like that like it's there and that's the stuff that makes it a genius level thing so the trailer looks great it checks all the boxes but that but that's it you know, because right. because the hype was too big for it, and that's what I think sucks. Is like there's there's no level of beauty that this movie could have that would actually knock people out of their seats at this point. Yeah, there was definitely exactly as you said, 
a whelm feeling. <laughs> I mean, we, we looked at each other kind of, you know, like when you pass someone in a grocery store and you say, don't do the face, don't do the face. And you just kind of grimace at them and nod like, yes, yeah, we, we both looked at each yeah. other almost like with a golf clap in our hands as well and said, yep, that's exactly what I expected that to look like. Um, and if he hadn't, it would have been like, oh my goodness, he's lost his touch. But this was genuinely like, yeah, good job. You met our expectations. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it goes from there because this should have been really like blowing our minds. I, yeah. I thought. And I also feel like, and again, this is probably just from the unfair hype. Like I wanted to see something different here. Like, yes, there's all the underwater stuff, and I understand the technological achievements that went into making that possible with the underwater-proof mocap, all the people shooting scenes underwater, etc. Get it. I've read it. Understand. But it's like, when you've got a sequel coming out, and everybody's saying it's going to be the greatest thing, you've got the, you know, all the press, and everybody's, all the sound bites like we talked about, you're just wanting to see, like, something different, right? Like, you, you're like, okay, we know the Navi, there's a whole freaking world of it, uh, Pandora at Disney World, right? Like, we know this world. We've seen the movie. Show us something that's going to, like, show. give us a left hook here. And it's not just like, hey, now we're underwater. <laughs> it needs to be, like, you know, clan wars. Uh, you know, something, like, something different. Some sort of different thing to drive the appeal. And I didn't feel like this trailer had it. I felt like this trailer felt very much like the same except for it seems like you know some of the navi are, are perhaps working with the the evil human <laughs> entities that are trying to to rob from the planet but like that you know that's expected right like that's that's a, uh, it, there's just nothing really like oh my gosh about this trailer and i feel like it should it should have that but right i i'm once you said that uh, about there should be like another kind of war, right? Like the world is a little bit bigger. The universe is a little bit bigger and we need like red people or whatever color you want just to like come and also attack them. You know, they could be purple. I don't care what Tabby they Tabby cats. Like. Siamese. What's that? Tabby cats. Yeah. Yes, know? exactly that. Calicos. Yes. The whole, we want all the different versions. Yes. Exotic cats. Yes. Comes and plays his piano. Yeah, Buster Jones shows up, and it turns out this is actually just a multiversal crossover with James Corden. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if James Corden. Now that's a left hook, Kirk. That's that's one that'll really that would have made you fall out of your chair. They're swimming down into the bottom of the ocean, right? And they get to like a new kingdom and all of a sudden he turns around and it's James Corden <laughs> and he says, mm, want to play? <laughs> like Frank Oz? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. See, that's what I'm saying, Kirk. There, that, that would be about the only thing that could happen that I would go, wow, I did not see that coming. <laughs> so, and I don't even want that. So that, that's the thing. There, it, it was a zero sum game here. There was no, there was no winning. But that's Avatar. We'll be eagerly awaiting that film. You know, the thing about the first movie is that you remember it for the visuals, you don't remember it for anything else. In fact, I rewatched it or tried to rewatch it with my wife who crashed in the middle of it because it's a very long film also (laughs) um, before we went to Disney World last time. And I'm just like, you know, there's just not... Like, the world is so cool, but but the, the story... 
the meat and potatoes of it is pretty shallow. So I yeah. think that's that's the other thing. It's like hard to get shallow. excited for it. What are they going to do in the way of the water <laughs> if the story is so shallow? That's a good <laughs> one, Kirk. Up top. Up top. <laughs> good one. Love it. All right. Moving on. Moving away from Avatar, the way of the water. The way of water. I keep saying the way of the water because I'm trying to get this opportunity as long as possible like in the multiverse of madness. Okay. Next up. Also from our friends uh, down in Lake Buena Vista, uh, Pixar. Under the radar today, Pixar decided, like, hey, why don't we let them know what we know? You know, let, let them know what we know. We got something cooking here. And that is a new original film that's going to be releasing next year. Um, and that film is going to be called Elemental. Look at it. I know. They're, they're great with the title title cards, right? The, the, the like, title treatments. They always do a good job. I mean, they're artists, right? Like, of course, <laughs> it's, of course it's going to be incredible. <laughs> Um, be this, if it was a terrible logo, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, oh man. Off I'm to worried. a rough start. They had some concept art, too. That's, I mean, you've seen concept art. It's it's pencil drawings. I mean, it's cool. It's like it's like literally one frame of one storyboard, right? Like, it's, right. it's one thing. Uh, but the idea here being that what if the elements, meaning land, air, fire, water, um, Again, more Avatar than the last Airbender references going on here. Uh, Captain Planet, too. Thank what if you. those elements were alive, right? In the same way, think, think of Inside Out. You know, your feelings being alive. Think of soul. What think if our of Frozen souls, too. The yeah, elements are the alive. Elements, right, is a common theme. Um, you know, what, what if they were alive and all coexisting? You know, certain elements obviously don't go together. Air and earth earth and fire fire and water like those things don't mix and so you know you like this storyboard picture or the the concept art had like a girl made of fire a man made of water and they were like coexisting so it's very much you know thematically in line with what we've seen from pixar kirk it's going to be directed by peter sohn who directed one of my favorite pixar shorts of all time um partly cloudy uh, uh-huh. Which I really like the one. It's Very the nice. one where the the clouds are making. They're working with the storks to deliver baby animals. It's very very cute. Yes. Um, and he also directed the Good Dinosaur, which I was like, oh, so we're gonna talk about the Good Dinosaur, are we? Are we Pixar? We're gonna we're gonna unearth mm. unearth that because they certainly have tried to bury that film um, hard. And it's not like the world's worst film either. That's what's funny about it. Um, but Kirk, uh, obviously, you know, we're just getting first glimpse at this. This movie's coming out next year. What are your thoughts? How, how are you feeling about another original movie from Pixar versus a sequel? How are you feeling about this concept? Where are you at? Yeah, I think Pete's actually going to pull the rug from underneath us. It's actually the good dinosaur, too, you know, <laughs> that slides out of the way and the dinosaur pops back up. He They're pops out of the us. green part of that. Uh, I think that's... Yeah, I mean, that's a brilliant idea. Why not? You know, it's about uh, sharing, even though you have very different lifestyles, to share the world together. I don't know. I I feel like they're going to do it justice and and do it it lots of fun. And how creative is it going to be to see all of those different elements in play at the same time? It's going to be like the Avengers. Like, I'm sure they're going to save something together this whatever the conflict is probably one of them is going to go rogue and well they'll have to come together to uh, to bring it back to 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 the side of love i don't know that's what i envision here 
Yeah, I, uh, um, I, I'm not going to get like overly critical about the name and concept art of a kid's film, I promise. But I do feel like I there's more to see here that I'm I need to see in order in order to like because conceptually it feels decently shallow for them, like especially coming off of the heels of like Soul and you know Turning Red was like a very different feel for them. Like Soul Soul, Soul dealt with like existentialism and death and all of these things like that yes. was very bold turning red was very bold um they've had a lot of good movies come out recently and this one feels like very simply like inside out meets zootopia almost in a way mm-hmm. and, and zootopia is a disney animated animation studios film so that's not overly relevant but it really does like if you think about you've got all these different elements with different they have different characteristics living in one world how does that work um, the theming starts to come to life, so I'm waiting to see what the uh, what the kicker is because they have been so they've been so much bolder on their theming and, and all the things that they have done recently. I'm just excited to see what that might be or or if it's there. And and to be frank, like I'm I'm a little bit surprised that they're not doing anything in the sequel department. And this makes me wonder, like, will this one be back in theaters or? I don't know. It's got Pixar's name on it, so I don't think so. I know. Is Pixar just... That's that's my big question about Pixar, and I don't want it to be this way, but like... Okay, so here, here's what's interesting. Early in the pandemic, or really well into the pandemic, like well through last year, every kid's movie was getting moved out of theaters and into VOD. But now, Kirk, everything's flipped. And actually... The only two types of movies that do good at theaters, uh, do well at theaters right now, are the event cinema movies, Marvel, DC, you know, something big, something flashy, and family cinema. So I just wonder, like, is this where the tide turns? And I know Lightyear, so Lightyear is a spinoff. It is Pixar. It is going to theaters. But this one being an original, I wonder if they're going to do their all their original stuff on on digital from here on out like i don't know it's risky because they've done so many that i'm worried that the entire pixar team will walk out oh i don't i don't yeah i mean they we've heard they're not happy about it right like there's been it's been written about plenty so there there is at least a good number of people there who are not happy about these things being relegated to disney plus and i also theorize though it's you know it's anecdotal that these do. I don't think this is what's driving subscribers. Now, Disney Plus subscribers are growing really well. They had their, you know, Q1 earnings and 10K and, and all that stuff. Disney Plus is doing good. It's they're up to like 137 million subscribers. They grew subscribers by like seven point something million. Like that's all. That's all good stuff. But I, I'd be surprised. I feel like it's the Marvel shows, the Star Wars shows, and organic growth that is driving this like subscriber growth and I, I can't imagine that original Pixar films like Luca turning red you know soul maybe around Christmas time people are giving it a, a whirl I just don't see that as a driver I really don't not anymore maybe maybe Luca and soul did um, but turning red just didn't have a great marketing team on it it was very yeah. laid back and then it just kind of appeared all right plus like maybe- luca and soul to your point were coming out at a time where like things were still very 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 much locked down yes there wasn't there weren't there still weren't good options man remember like early to mid pandemic oh. 
content where it was like you had nothing to watch. No. Um, so, yeah, you might be right about that. Maybe. But this one, mm, I'll be interested if it actually hits the theaters. We'll see. It's got a similar release window to Buzz Lightyear. So they're, or Lightyear, sorry. They're targeting that uh, summer blockbuster timing. June 16th, 2023 is when Elemental is scheduled to release, whether that be in theaters or on Somewhere. Disney+. Plus. <laughs> but we'll keep an eye on it for you. All right, next, I want to talk about another streaming service. I want to talk about Netflix. Um, they're advertising something that has existed, but I didn't know existed until now, which is Geeked Week. Kirk, had, had you heard about Geeked Week? I don't know. Remind me. Maybe it's in my... It's a core memory I well, need to unlock. It's just... It's like Shark Week, only for nerd... <laughs> content on Netflix like where they just they kind of stack up a bunch of release dates into one week to try to like get people energized using the platform Um, they did this apparently in 2021 I had no idea I'm sure I was on Netflix at that time I didn't see anything about it but this year they released like a little sizzle reel for it and included amongst the shows that were released in geeked week which is hard to say um which is June 6th through the 10th, I believe, uh, are The Gray Man, which is the Russo Brothers film starring Ryan Gosling and uh, Chris Evans. Stranger Things 4. The Sandman, which is uh, very, very, like, hyped up. DC graphic novel, huge Neil Gaiman, um, big cast. And a bunch of other stuff. A bunch of other stuff that's coming out as well. I know there's like a cyberpunk show that's coming out. I think possibly um, Death Love Robots uh, Volume 3 might be coming out at that time. So Geeked Week. Kirk, what are your thoughts about Geeked Week? What what, what of those projects that I just mentioned are you most excited about? Based on your reaction. I'm going to go out on a limb here. (laughs) The Gray Man. The Gray Man. I mean, have you seen the promo for that stuff? It looks so stinking good. good. So good. I'm so pumped for that. I don't feel that that meets this promotional week. Agreed. It's an action. It's what, like a spy espionage action type deal? Yeah. I I even feel like from title to title, uh, I don't get it. Like, it doesn't make sense. I get the sentiment as to get a landing week or a landing zone. Um, it almost reminds me of, you know, back in the 90s, uh, you know, TGIF, you know, uh, for for that kind of thing. One Saturday mornings, you know. Yeah. There, there are different nights, big Thursday night shows. If you had a show on Thursday nights uh, in the golden age of television, that was when you hit your mark, you landed your episodes, you landed your audience. Yeah. Though That's what I feel that this is trying to do, but... It needs to be tweaked just a little bit. I don't. I don't get the geeked week. Also, just call it Geek Week. Why, why do they have to call I know, it? Geeked why is week? it geeked? I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. Geek mm. Week is way better. But also, yes, Spiderhead, uh, which is the new Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. uh, Miles Teller, which hey, the Miles Teller Renaissance is on. It's on. It's back. <laughs> um, that's also included in here. Um, Sweet Tooth season two. I mean, that that certainly makes sense. A lot of these things do make sense. You know, Lock and Key. Shadow and Bone, uh, yes. The Cuphead show, which is coming out, and Stranger Things, which will, which is actually coming out May twenty seventh, so it's right before Geeks Week. But um, it's interesting. It's an interesting strategy, especially for a platform 
that relies on monthly subscriptions uh, right. <laughs> right. to sustain their business model to be like, we've got the biggest week of the year. <laughs> you know, like everybody who says that Netflix is too expensive might be like, so let me get this straight. I can knock out The Gray Man, Stranger Things 4, Sandman, Spiderhead all in one week. Sounds awesome. You're right, um, right. It's a it's an odd choice, but you know, they're feeling the pressure. There's lots of stuff going on. There, there's talk of there's talk of uh, ad supported subscription services launching by the end of the year, which Disney Plus is planning on doing the same thing. Actually, um, no. there's there's talk of live streaming. Uh, you know, Netflix might consider live streaming uh, similar to Twitch. I don't really know what that would look like, but mm. Netflix is certainly looking for a way to sh- to shake it up. They're hyping up Geek Week, Geeked Week. This year, week. Uh, instead of, uh, I, I felt like there was no promotion last year. If there was, we would have talked about it. Um, but it did exist, and now they're back at it again. All right, moving right along to the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. I'm just kidding. We're not. We're not. How but you? how dare you? I was so excited. I saw your face. You. <laughs> You are a monster. I just wanted to see it. But it's not, I'm not all wrong. I'm not all wrong, Kirk, because we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Can you sing the theme song for me, please? Actually, that might be Jack Sparrow's theme. That's fine. Do it again. I want to walk like him. Wait, 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 wait. It's coming to me. There you go. You're back. We're back. It's 2003 again, guys. <laughs> Pirates oh. is back. And there has been a lot of Pirates talk because of, here's the hook, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial where Johnny Depp famously said, "Some." I should ask my wife. I'm sure she has the exact quote memorized. She is like <laughs> all over this stuff. She, The human psychology aspect of it is just so interesting to it. She's like two people super wealthy, super crazy. Like, this is just so interesting. I get it. Um, but he said in there, and this caught the attention of a lot of people, that he would not return to Pirates of the Caribbean because Disney left him in the lurch during all this Amber Heard stuff. Um, but there have been rumors for years and years and years that Pirates would return and that it would return with Margot Robbie. Do you remember this? Yes, I do. Yes. Well, Jerry Bruckheimer was talking to the Times UK he says that's a thing. It's still happening. The script is in the works. Margot is still attached to the project. This is still happening. And I, and I, don't, I don't know if this is a sequel. I, I don't even think we can call it a sequel. Can we call it a sequel? I'm sure. It, I think it would have to be called a spinoff, right? Yes, except Margot Robbie comes back as Jackie Sparrow, and she takes on... Oh, reincarnated? Yes. Reincarnated. Yeah, I, I mean, I dropped off of this franchise. I don't. It, it was the one... The one with Penelope Cruz? What? That was the last one I saw. Was there one after that? I was out on the second one <laughs> Hold when they on. ran on that stupid giant wheel Listen. that was like 20 feet tall. I said, no, I'll take dead pirates zombifying in, in daylight anytime. Whoa. Whoa. I will not take a giant spinny wheel. Hold on. Hold like on. hamsters. Them's fighting words, Kirk, because I, know it. I will challenge you on that and say, first of all, that, okay, this is going to be a hot take, so brace yourself. <laughs> I think mine was already because yours, many people Yours was hot. Of- but here's the thing about yours is like, I think that your take 
it was everyone's take in 2006 okay. when when Dead Man's Chest came out. But I would I wonder if you went back and watched that now, having seen everything that you've seen recently, if you would reconsider it. Because I did. I was like, you know what? This actually is in line with a, a, a lot of the stuff. Maybe maybe Gore Verbinski was just way ahead of his way ahead of his time. Um, but anyway, I actually kind of like the first three movies. I, I like. I still kind of do. I, I, I can. I, I loved them as a kid, and now I, I can still appreciate them. Um, yeah. So there were there were five. The fourth one. There are five. There are of five, them? Kirk. Yes. There are five of them. I am dumbfounded. <laughs> and I, am. I was correct that uh, on Stranger Tides was 2011. That was the fourth one. That was the one with Penelope Cruz. And that's the last one I saw. That was the one where I was like, I'm out. This franchise is dead to me. I cannot. I cannot do it. Um, wow. But even though, even though the second and third ones were like rocky, I still felt like in the lens of pirates of the caribbean and the world they had created i was like i'm here for this and there was enough there for me to latch on to though i know many people got lost in that shuffle and i don't necessarily blame them the fifth one was dead men tell no tales um and that was six years after on stranger tides which is really odd so i don't really know this movie if they're going to call it pirates of the caribbean i think that automatically makes it a sequel doesn't it can you call it Let's think about this. It, is it a spinoff if you still call it Pirates of the Caribbean subtitle X? Hmm. Well, possibly because think of the Walking Dead and the mess of spinoffs they have. Oh, you know, sometimes they're in the future, sometimes they're at the same time, some are prequels. I think that's that created a world in the industry to say, Meh, if you you could name it whatever you want, it could just take place in the world of it. Yeah. And you can pretend where you know where it's at, right? So I can see I can see number six coming out and it could just be Pirates of the Caribbean. And that, that's just it. Like, it, I mean, they could have a colon, <laughs> they could have like whatever. Fast and the Furious, whatever. <laughs> Which movie was it that they dropped the thes? Fast and Furious. Was it number four? Was it four? four. Six? Four. Right? Hold on. Or Fat. technically, was it the fifth one, but it was called Fast and Furious? No, wasn't six Fast Six. Seven was no Fast Five. It was Fast Five. Fast Five. I think it was. I think it was six, Kirk. I think you might be right because seven was Furious Seven. And eight was F eight. No, nine was F nine. <laughs> <laughs> eight was eight was. Um, oh, what was Ocho. eight? It doesn't matter. Yeah, the Ocho. Fast and, Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious, the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> but if they, if Kirk, if they, if they go Pirates of the Caribbean and just act like the first one didn't happen or it's not a reboot, they're just bringing the title back, that yep. would be bold. You know, it'd be I like that's Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's, that's what they might do. They really might do with this one. And I mean, Go for it. Whatever. Who cares? The, I mean, no one's watching them anymore. No one's actually no, no. Hold watching, on. Don't. watching them. Let's bury the lead. Don't don't give don't give it away yet, Kirk. Because I, I was going to ask you. I didn't even know I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're tipping your hand here, Kirk. That you're a you're a total pirates hater. 
Okay. Oh, okay. But yeah. here's my question. I to love. You. I love all of the movies. <laughs> Whatever. It's insincere now. My question <laughs> to you is this: Pirates Six, or maybe it's a spinoff. Whatever. Pirates. Starring six. Margot Robbie. No Orlando Bloom to speak of. No. No Johnny Depp, obviously, etc. Your level of interest: one to ten. Go. A movie without Orlando Bloom, I'm in. Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. Um, I mean, if Margot Robbie's in it, I'm going to see it. If, okay. Or if the OG Fair. cast is gone because Johnny Depp's gone, I'm, I'm in. But I'll, are I'll you, are you cringing that you're seeing it? Are you like, uh, are you like me walking into Sonic 2? Like, oh man, I don't want to be here. Or are you like, all right, let's see what they've got cooked up. I will walk into it knowing that it will fail and it will fail, but I will still see it because you will ask me to watch it for that week's review. Here's the thing, man. I think Margot is one of the, I think Margot is, is peaking right now and I'm not sure she's capable of failing. You remember when Amy Adams was at a, at a spot where it was like, yeah, there was no failing. Like, like she only took good projects. She would only pick up good scripts. She was just crushing. And so you felt like you could see any movie she was in. I remember the first time I got burned by that. It was rough. Hillbilly Maybe, Elegy, right? I mean, well, before Hillbilly Elegy, it was uh, The Woman in the Window. Yikes. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. Um, so Margo's, Margo's on a roll to where, like, if she pick, if she has picked up the script and is like, I'm in, then I'm, I, I, I'm inclined to be in as well, to be honest. I don't think it's good. She's I on just, fuego. It can't be. I can't. I can't believe in it. I just no, no. Nope. <laughs> it's dead giant, upon arrival. Giant spinny wheel that nothing good can come after. That. <laughs> there were some good things that came after it. The opening scene of the third film, where they're all singing the song as they're getting hanged, amazing. A- electric what, stuff. Electric. That first one, that was good. It was it's the a first banger. P- first PG thirteen Disney film yes. as well. Like there were so many great things. How groundbreaking that was. And they blew it all with Dead Man's Chest. I don't know, man. Davy Jones was lit. I'll leave it there. Too much CGI. <laughs> I, I remind the court, if you have a fully CGI villain minus Thanos, it does not work. Look at any franchise. Fully CGI villain, not great. Thanos Here's was say. the Here's say, very honor. first one. I mean, I'll even go back to, what is that? Uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Terrible. Terrible. Grievous? No. Awful. Boring. Most boring whoa, part of the movie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Most you, boring part of the movie. You're right about that. You're right about Grievous. But what you said was, if you have a fully CGI villain, your movie will fail. And yes. I would call Star Wars 3 a smash hit. Well, okay. And a good movie on top of that. It is. But that whole section is awful because he was not the lead villain. Oh, there it is. Was still the, the lead <laughs> There's villain. the caveat. Let me, let me walk it back. Let me walk it back. That's actually, that's fair. That's fair. Thank you. Because who was the main villain? Davy Jones. Davy Jones is great. I'm hashtag team Davy Jones. Some people are hashtag team Johnny, team Amber. I'm hashtag team Davy Jones. Did you say some people are team Amber? I don't like, think that's it? actually true. <laughs> I just assume I, I've... I don't have any proof of it, but I assume there's someone out there, right? There's got to be someone. Anyone? There might be. 
Um, I mean, none of them are on her lawyer team, but they're somewhere. No, out that's there. true. That's true. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into some quick hitters. We're out of the big, the big ones. We're gonna get into some quick hitters. There's some really, really interesting ones in here, Kirk. Um, first one, Quibi. We always we have to talk about Quibi anytime Quibi comes up because it's hilarious and amazing <laughs> in every possible way. And we had been wondering and have been wondering for years where this content will go, if anywhere. Well, the word is that um, that most dangerous game series that starred, uh-oh. One of the Hemsworth. Liam. Liam. Yep. Liam. Liam Hemsworth. Uh, wait, are there more? Are there three Hemsworth brothers? Oh, I think there's like 80 of them, oh, actually. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, Liam Hemsworth's uh, most dangerous game, that they are going to attempt to stitch that thing together into a feature film. Sir, I, I I need to tell you this that it is stitched together. It is available now. Oh, is it really? Oh no way, Kirk! What? What? <laughs> yes. Now let me tell you this. I was an avid Quibi fan. I wanted to be someone who was watching every single episode. I'm like eight to fifteen minutes. Let's go. I watched almost all of them. If they were unless they were a reality show, and I didn't watch those ones. But when I saw this title come across my Amazon Prime screen, I I screamed because I was just (laughs) so confused as to how they put that content into a feature length film, which is over an hour long, which I don't believe they had that much footage when it initially aired. It's the extended edition. Yes. I mean, Christoph Waltz is in this as the bad guy. This was not a good series, and now it will not be a good film. Well, Christoph Waltz, like that's another one where it's like seems like seems like a surefire thing if Christoph Waltz is in it as the villain, like it's going to be good. But actually, more misses than hits with that makeup, surprisingly. Right. But right. So this is just the first iteration, right? Sure. That I've seen. I'm curious if we'll if this is the tester because it's an action movie. It's got a Hemsworth in it. It's got Christoph. Well, they Waltz. haven't advertised it at all. I mean, not not at all. Like nothing. I haven't seen anything. <laughs> Bold moves by Quibi sneaking into Amazon. All Prime. the Quibi content is coming to Amazon. That's going to be great. It's going to be. I'm ready for the revolution. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to watch that one with Sophie Turner, where she was like, "Oh, that was terrible." Yeah, they're crashed on an on a on a mountaintop. Yeah, yeah, plane. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The one where she's like in a. I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest. Oh, with I you. watched it. I'll tell you. <laughs> they crashed. They're in a plane. It's her and Corey Hawk and they Hawkins and they fly up into the in, they're like over Alaska or something. The plane crashes. They're the only two that survive. They're yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's got a tourniquet on his leg. I think he dies. There's the uh-huh. whole, it's a whole thing. It's terrible. Sure. Yeah, I remember <laughs> it. It's, it's all coming back to me. Okay. Next up, uh, Norm McDonald had a had a special can yes. for after his death and it is going to be released on Netflix it's a surprise comedy special nobody knew it was in the works except for for presumably some of Norm's closest associates and yes. Netflix and Norm that's it nobody knew he died they're releasing it May 30th on Netflix that's only two weeks away so that's uh that- pretty exciting best kept secret right here i mean you should have given all the world's secrets to norm mcdonald when I he mean, was alive because seriously no one knew he was sick no and he filmed this he was going in for a procedure and he filmed this in his living room 
and he survived the procedure for a year. After. Amazing. And so they just he just shelved this and said, no, don't let anyone see that. And then in his will, he said, upon my death, release this. Incredible. I mean, what? Who thinks like that? That's that's brilliant. That's it's amazing. absolutely brilliant. I cannot wait to watch. May 30th on Netflix. That's must-see. Must-see. And reminder, Norm MacDonald at the top of his game, which I don't know that he was ever not at the top of his game. He just like kind of stopped doing as much stuff. But right. one of the funniest dudes, pound for pound, pound for pound, in the world period like absolutely hilarious guy um so that'll be very that'll be very interesting this one i had to flag kirk because you and i loved the harder they fall yes uh, on netflix and the director of that film that was one of his first feature films i think it was his i think it was his first solo direction feature film ever james samuel is directing a new film called the book of clearance and it's going to be starred or headlined by Lakeith Stanfield. I mean, come on. We love him. He was in The Heart of They Fall as well. And it's it's described as a fun-filled extravaganza and biblical epic set in the year 29 AD. Which <laughs> the, the Heart of They Fall was a fun-filled violent extravaganza set in the old west so i'm true i'm so here for this the book of clarence that's according to deadline that's the details we have now we don't know when it comes out but that's in the works wait a second was the northman in 29 ad as well or was no okay no, they're was, not like creating like a universe later. him and him, <laughs> him and robert eggers oh man i don't think the world could handle that like two Bold and contrasting styles of filmmaking. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, maybe you're right. When, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to go back and listen to the review of The Northman again to we figure said that it. out. It's Someone on YouTube. Listen. You can watch it. Um, okay, next. The Godzilla vs. Kong sequel. Yes, there is a sequel to that film, which was already a, a, a sequel slash spinoff to a bunch of other films in the Monsterverse, the, the Monster Universe. Uh... That thing is happening, and Dan Stevens is set to star in it, hmm. which is intriguing because Dan Stevens is an intriguing guy. You know, he, he's he has incredible ability, and yet is often in terrible projects, but is often is, is sometimes in really good stuff as well. Yeah, I'll never forget Dan Stevens as the Beast in his mocap suit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Walking down the staircase. He slayed that oh. song, though. That new song that they gave him. He did. Slayed he did. it. Slayed it. He forever has my heart for uh, for Downton Abbey. He did a wonderful job before he bailed well, on the and, entire cast. Like, for me, it's like you lost me at Godzilla versus Kong. I think right. that's I think that's why the de- I think that's why the deadline uh, headline said Dan C- Stevens to star instead of Godzilla versus Kong sequel casting. Dan Stevens. They they knew. They were like, they were like, let's not. Um, yes. More casting. This is interesting. Our boy Francis Ford Coppola, one of the goats, one of the best directors. You know, he's got yes. this movie that's been cooking for a while, Megalopolis. That's right. And everybody's been waiting on the edge of their seats for some casting news. Well. Guess what? Hollywood's new golden child is heading this cast. It's Adam Driver. Adam Driver, Natalie Emmanuel from Fast and the Furious. There's a plug. Uh, Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, and John Voight are the announced cast members so far. 
and our first synopsis of the movie, which comes from that news, as well as the synopsis from The Hollywood Reporter, um, is that it's going to be a story, an epic story of political ambition, genius, and conflicted love. Mm. It's got everything you want. All three. It's like I always say, Kirk, you want to make a good movie, you need three things. (laughs) Political ambition, genius, conflicted love. You know, Francis Ford Coppola, I think he stole that from you. I think he did. They don't call it the the PGC for nothing. That's I <laughs> That's what you need. Just a little throw a little PGC on that. Political yes. ambition, genius, conflicted love. That's what you need. Hey, does this uh does this movie have any PGC in it? No, no PGC whatsoever. <laughs> None. It's out. Gone. Yes. All right. Moving right along. Megalopolis. That'll be a good one. This casting, though, Kirk, this is a movie. First of all, let me give you the movie title. First, I'm going to I'm gonna do two things. I'm going to gauge your interest at two points during this survey. Okay. I'm First ready. off, the movie is a sci-fi romance called Fingernails. The movie is called Fingernails. Scale of one to ten, how interested are you in the film? Ten. ten what? Ten. Ten. You're supposed it's to you're supposed to go low. Romance. No, 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 no. A sci-fi romance called fingernails. Called fingernails. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, well, my, my experiment has failed, but what if I told you that it's going to star Riz Ahmed and Jesse Buckley? And it's about a future in which married couples can undergo a test that presumably involves their fingernails to determine if they are actually in love. Yeah. Um, I'm at a 50. Uh, 50. <laughs> 50 uh, out of 10. On a scale of 1 to 10 because this sounds incredible. You had me at fingernails <laughs> is what Kirk is saying. <laughs> I don't know why. I should have left out the sci-fi part. If I had just said the movie is called Fingernails. Yeah. I'd have been out immediately. <laughs> Dang it! Ah, I gave the I gave the respondent too much detail. I I, uh, I created anomalous data on that survey. Oh well, well that's that's coming from the rap is saying the rap is saying Jesse Buckley and Riz Ahmed to star in a film called Finger Nails. All one word, even though I, I made Does it sound it like it was two words. Or is it an S? No, I wish it's it appears to be uh, just an S. Oh, missed opportunity again, man. We'll see. We'll see. There's still time. You know, they change titles of movies all the time. There's still time. I mean, the movie that we're reviewing this week, which will be dropping on Thursday, The Lost City, uh, The Lost City was originally called The Lost City of D. So, oh, there you go. Um, all right, real quick, last one. This is the one I want to plug. Cha Cha Real Smooth releases on Apple TV Plus June 17th. There's a trailer out there, and if you're thinking, what in the world is that movie? When we talked about the winner of Best Picture this year, Coda, it had held the record for highest amount paid by a studio to purchase a film at Sundance. This movie topped that. And it's Apple TV Plus again. They're taking another swing at the big one, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, uh, starring Dakota Johnson. And it's releasing on on Apple TV Plus June 17th. There's a trailer out there. We'll try to get it on social sometime this week so you guys can get a look at that one but it's coming in hot coming in hot all right that's all everybody clap your hands (laughs) the two things of like what to watch for this week are as follows the northman is now on vod 
if you decide to rent it and watch it, we know you didn't see it in theaters because nobody saw it in theaters. It did terribly at the box office. If you decide to rent it and watch it or buy it and watch it, make sure you swing back around to either YouTube or your favorite podcast app to hear our review of that film. Um, it's fun. It's a fun review. It's a, it's a interesting movie. You should check it out next. Um, that's it. There you go. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to say something else, but I was like, actually, I don't have anything else for you to watch this week. I really thought there would be more. Uh, well, I just want to throw in a random plug because we just sure. talked about Mr. Francis Ford Coppola, the creation uh, the production, the story of the production of The Godfather, one of the greatest films ever created, uh-huh. is on Paramount Plus called The Offer with Miles Teller, who we already talked about as well. So it's getting mixed reviews. Yeah. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that I love it. So tune in. Paramount Plus, The Offer. Miles Teller Renaissance. The Offer. PGC. The Offer. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. And, uh, oh God, what was the other Aquaman one? Aquaman 2. No, 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 no. What was the one? one? What was the one we were just talking about earlier? Is he in it? No. Aquaman 2? No, I'm joking. No, he's not in Aquaman 2. <laughs> what was the movie we were just, there was, there were three Miles Teller things that are cooking right now. Can't remember. Mm. It's gone. Wow. Oh. Devastated. Missed opportunity. Devastated. Oh, no, no, no. Spiderhead. 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 That's the three. That's the three right there. Let's run it oh, back. Good job. The Offer, Spiderhead, and Top Gun Maverick. I almost lost it again. <laughs> but the Miles Teller Renaissance is on. So Kirk says go watch The Offer. I say don't. Don't do it because I have not watched it yet. Okay. And also, I hate Paramount Plus. I don't know why. I, I just really hate it. I just really, I, I'm irrationally angry about Paramount Plus and its existence. Hmm. Okay. I think because I didn't like that Halo show. I knew oh, I you watched. I it. knew I wouldn't. Okay. I started it. I was like, this is trash, trash. Okay. And tell me if you disagree. If I should have stayed on because I, I was like immediately, this is garbage. I, I it looked bad. I, I thought the acting was bad. I thought the writing was bad. I thought everything was bad. So if I'm wrong, please tell me. But. The movie that we're reviewing this week is also on Paramount Plus, and I just don't like the user interface. I don't like anything about it. It's I think it's the very bottom for me of all the streamings right now. I almost couldn't watch the movie this week because I went to the search feature oh. and typed in The Lost City, and I could I saw it. I saw the, the thumbnail there, and I kept trying to click it. Nothing. I couldn't get there. There were only three titles. So I'm like, well, I, I guess I have to buy this for twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you no, I would never let you do that. But this Paramount Plus is trash. Okay, I hate it. All it's right. Rough. As promised, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, we have one last story that I want to talk about. But you have to have seen that movie, or just really not care about spoilers. This is your warning. Leave us now. If you have not seen that movie, please go. I do not want to spoil you. I'm not going to put any graphics on the screen in case anybody is aimlessly scrolling social media. Um, All right. Are they gone? Are they gone, Kirk? They're all gone. Okay. Thank you. And, and, And that's good. We're talking Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Here was, I thought this, I mean, I about fell out of my chair almost the way that I did when this cameo happened. Of course, I'm talking about the John Krasinski cameo. We talked about it at length last week. Would John Krasinski go on to be the Reed Richards of the MCU? 
I want to re-ask that question, but first deliver a little bit of context. It is being reported by Deadline, Justin Kroll of Deadline, who is senior entertainment writer. This guy has sources upon sources upon sources. All right. It is being reported that John Krasinski was not the first choice to play Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, 838, in the movie, and that actually their first choice was Daniel Craig. Was Daniel Craig, and that he backed out due to COVID-related risks with the film. So knowing that, or, or assuming that we can trust and know that, being that it comes from a really reliable source and everybody has syndicated this out into the world. What does this say about John Krasinski's future in the MCU? I think as many Marvel staples have happened where it was all where the role almost went to someone else and then they had to step away. I think John Krasinski is our man. So, okay. So you think that whoever they were going to cast in this cameo was going to be the guy period I also in no universe would I have thought Daniel Craig would be Mr. Fantastic okay great point because the only thing that makes me go "Hmm," about this whole story and like question it at all because like I said it's from Justin Kroll it's from Deadline it's sourced out the wazoo right the only thing that made me go this is baloney is that it was Daniel Craig Right, because to your point, Kirk, you look at that on paper, and you're like, that does not feel a natural fit. Are there people in the MCU Daniel Craig could play? Certainly, there's lots of unannounced characters. Um, if freaking Doctor Doom among them, like there, there are yes. plenty of people that he could play that would not make me scratch my head as much as Reed Richards. It doesn't, it does not click. Reed Richards is the smartest man on the planet, a guy who almost has a has a, a you know a Steve Rogers type of air about him. Daniel Craig does not exude that kind of energy. He's more of like the cool guy, the you know kind of like I don't know, not nerdy. He's he's an action hero. There's a gentleness to him, and yeah. I mean, when you see Daniel Craig, he's gonna break stuff like immediately because he's a brute, right? He has a like harsh his, demeanor too. Yeah, his his whole body structure it just uh, says, "I'm coming at you, get out of my way." <laughs> Whereas you get someone like uh, John Krasinski who is slender, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna get out of your way, and then I'm gonna slap you in the face." You and know? <laughs> John Krasinski exudes dad energy, which I feel like oh, yeah. is what. Reed Richards is kind of about right. You know, that's how I've always felt in the comics. You know, he's, he's the leader, right? You know, he's like the one guy that like when it's hitting the fan and it always hits the fan with fantastic four, especially like in secret wars, like he's got it under control. He's, you know, it gets messy, but he's going to, he's going to reel it back in kind of like captain America with civil war. But this man, this, this is throwing me for a total loop. I don't know where I sit on it, but I'll tell you, man, it there, like I said last week, there are going to be, riots in the streets <laughs> if they do not if they do not keep this man around if they recast reed richards after this cameo between that and ralph boner man i'm telling you it's it's game over <laughs> it's I game think over the next film which is thor right yes <laughs> it needs to begin with john krasinski and oh ralph stop it he the, <laughs> i mean 
the fans want answers. We want answer. That's what they want. They're holding up the signs. We want answers. That's right. People are just like waiting for this to be announced. Like the people are tweeting it. Like announce John Krasinski <laughs> as as MCU. You know, announce John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. So I don't know, but this this one threw me for a loop, man. I have to say, it really did. I was like, I, I don't even know what to make of this. It's super weird. Uh, I it has to be true because why would you just like pick Daniel Craig out of a hat? I still. But here's the thing: if it was any other, you know, if it was Grace Randolph or any of these people, uh, what was the guy, uh, John Camp Campia, who who had the photos of the you know the the Spider Man leaks? Like, oh yeah. If it was yeah. any of those guys who are like sometimes right and sometimes sketch, I would have been like poppycock, you know. But the <laughs> fact that it was Justin Kroll and it was Deadline, I was like, hold on, this could be legit. So. Well, there, you, there you have it. All I know is that I will be rioting with everyone. I will get a plane ticket and storm the tower uh, to Kevin Feige's office and Avengers say, give tower. me John Krasinski now. I want him in my hands. Produce him. <laughs> so I can hold his face and say, you, you are Mr. Fantastic. We can do the Lion King Simba indoctrination of him. Yes. Can you come with me? We He's go on really top muscular. of Avengers Tower where the people. landing pad is, and we just... <laughs> the circle yes. of life. Yes. And he dangles there. Yeah. His big gangly frame. <laughs> it's me. He's like, hold on, guys. I have to finish filming Jack Ryan first. I can't do this yet. Um, <laughs> all right. That's all we got. That's That's our special last thing. So hopefully, if you're listening... You're not horrified by the spoilers. We did try to warn you big time, but there you have it. And now we are done with what's popping. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We want to give a special thanks as always to all of you, first of all, for listening, for downloading, subscribing, liking, sharing, commenting. Please keep doing all that stuff. We really appreciate it. It helps us. Um, And a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as his band, Rhetoric who created all of the original music you hear on this podcast. You can also hear it on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever. We will see you later this week for our movie review. Talk to you then. <laughs>